Ben, if I wanted to hear a podcast between you and Justin Koo talking about life, love, and other mysteries, where would I go to find this podcast? You would definitely go first to the internet. If you don't know how to use the internet, you'd open your web browser, Google Chrome, uh-huh. Mozilla Google Firefox, Chrome? something of that sort. Safari? And then you would go to Justin Koo's Instagram, which is at jkoo. And then there's a link... <laughs> I don't know, I think. That's probably the worst way to find the podcast, I would imagine. Like, you could do that on your phone, Oh, right? Yeah. These people are never going to find the podcast, and that's cool because that means you probably won't get canceled because no one's going to listen. <laughs> it's crazy is that th- all three of us do podcasts and we can't figure out what to say. Well, hey guys, this has been very helpful. I'm excited <laughs> to, to, to listen to the Dusty Boys podcast. Count me in. This episode of The Move is sponsored by our friends over at Dwell. If you want a fantastic, amazing, deep, and profound experience in the Bible through an audio app, why not consider Dwell? Listeners of The Move get 30% off a lifetime subscription to the app called Dwell. Understand why many people have used this as their Bible app choice, why Kickstarter hails it as one of the top performing uh, programs of all time. It's because people are finding Dwell and they're loving it. The experience is fantastic. Go to dwellapp.io slash the move for 30% off. Welcome back to The Move. We're vibing through the book 10 minutes at a time. I'm your host, Justin Koo. And in today's episode, we're talking about that one time in the Bible that Jacob actually ends up adopting a bunch of pagan kids. If you're wondering, what are we looking at? Genesis chapter 48, verses 1 through 22. It is a little bit of a sad time. I want to acknowledge it. We're going to be doing this on, on in the next several episodes because it is the last time the Pastor Benjamin Williams is going to be guesting on, you know, this series of The Move. We'll, we'll probably have him back on future episodes, but this is the last one for this season. And Ben, I just want to say on behalf of everyone, a huge thank you for just being an awesome uh, contributor to The Move. It's been such a fantastic journey. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I feel like I've learned a lot and I've enjoyed journeying through Genesis. I feel like I know Genesis now in a much more like intimate way. You know? Absolutely. And, and I think that this is one of those things that people don't realize is how much we learn as we're shooting the episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's a very real thing. And, and it's been really fun because I've been able to run into a handful of people who have turned the move into like this daily practice or somewhat daily practice, right? And uh, they're saying, oh, I'm learning so much. This is blowing my mind. It's like, yeah, us too. Like there's something that happens when you set time aside for scripture and just dive into it. Like mm-hmm. you actually learn something and the Holy Spirit teaches you. And it's really, really fun to be able to experience that firsthand with you. So, yeah. hey, Ben, uh, as we dive into the episode, you and I had a conversation on uh, when we were playing video games. We, you and I play video games a couple times a week. Um, but those those episodes... not those episodes, but those like sessions when we're playing games, Mm -hmm. oftentimes turn almost into like podcast (laughs) content in the sense that like we're talking about real things and deep things. You and I had a conversation, I believe once about the idea of adoption because you are about to get married. And I asked you like, Mm -hmm. hey, what are your thoughts on having kids? Is this something that you're interested in? If I remember correctly, one of you two, I forget it was you or your fiance, uh, was like more open to the idea of adoption. Is that fair? Well, I think that both of us are are pretty open to adoption, whether yeah. whether or not we um, decide to have biological children, like if we do or if we don't. Like, I think adoption is something that we're both very interested in. Definitely. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, the last couple of months, I've been working with a nonprofit organization child called Child Impact International. Hmm. And one of the things that I've been uh, like forced to do via my role is to interview 
people who are making a difference with exploited children around the world. Um, Mm. And it looks different ways in different interviews and people are doing different things. But one of those themes that's showing up are, are people who run homes for children that are abandoned or abused. And these themes of adoption show up a lot. And uh, it was just kind of funny because, you know, that we launched the Digital Missionary Academy recently and it was very a very successful launch. And it has us thinking about the future, like, oh, my goodness, like maybe online ministry isn't just like the crazy uh, faith journey that it we've it has been for years. Maybe this could actually be sustainable. And Emily was like, I think her actual word was like, man, if things continue to go well, like maybe we'd actually be in a position to adopt. And so it's just like one of those things like, man, you know, because it feels so far away. It feels so Mm -hmm. impossible to do that. You know, you read the articles, it's like tens of thousands of dollars to adopt a child or maybe even more. I don't know. Um, And so just to be in a space where maybe this is one of our next ministries is something like that. Just kind of exciting, a little bit scary at the same time. Yeah, definitely. And something something that I've always loved about adoption and maybe people that have biological children will push back on this and that's okay. <laughs> it's just like the idea that somebody who is adopted was chosen mm. versus a biological child that some at some level you kind of rolled the dice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe didn't even mean to roll the dice if you yeah. if you if you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> and this kid is just kind of what you got and yeah. you know you're going to love him and you do love him and that's fantastic, but there's something mm. there's something almost different and even elevated in mm-hmm. love of choice or mm. or or parenting of choice. And just like you're saying like man to, for you guys to adopt would be a huge huge ordeal financially emotionally socially like in every single way and for you to choose to do that and then find a a child and say this is the child that i actually want to take in like i want to give the gift of my presence and take them as a gift of myself i think that's i think there's something beautiful about it and yeah yeah no there's there's absolutely something beautiful about it and it makes me think back to season one of the move jonathan and i you know were covering the book of romans and this theme of adoption showed up and i he was making a point that adoption in the kind of greco-roman era was a much bigger deal Mm -hmm. than it was kind of how we kind of of understand it it was more than just okay you're part of my family now there was like an actual like transference of actual authority and birthright like there was like you could you would actually even adopt your own children in a certain Mm -hmm. respect um back in back in those days and so when when i when i hear themes of adoption i i think it is fair to say like even though i have my own kid and i very much wanted to have mateo and very much love him i don't know i think you're onto something i think it is fair to say that if i were to adopt there is not that it's more or less, maybe mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the wrong way to look at it, but there is an added layer of consideration that that, that decision is is one that's much more well thought out. And and maybe that's that's an, an, uh, something worth looking at because sometimes we make the right decision um, when we think about it. And other times we make the right decision kind of like just on accident. And, and it's the right decision, period, it's not a big deal, but the ones that you have to carefully weigh and intentionally make a decision, it's there's a different kind of experience with that. So anyways, the reason why I bring this all up is because there's a story here that we're looking at Genesis chapter 48. Jacob basically adopts Joseph's children. So Hmm. if you have been following the narrative thus far, of course you have been following the narrative. You're in episode 90 or whatever this (laughs) one is, right? Um, 
Joseph went to Egypt. He had a whole family. Now he's been reunited with his, with his father. But he had a handful of kids in Egypt with an Egyptian bride. And uh, the kids are Manasseh and Ephraim. And, and the text actually goes to the extent to say that Jacob now is more or less adopting them as his grandchildren, which is very, very interesting. He has a lot of kids. And sometimes his kids mm-hmm. have brought more pain than, than, than blessing. But he's choosing to adopt them, which is interesting because... Here's this guy chosen by God. He's been giving a blessing. And so in his adopting, he's passing on a blessing. Yet there are in, in some definitions, pagan? I don't know. It's not hmm. so clear Joseph's like religious orientation, much less his wife's orientation when it comes to spiritual things. But he's certainly cultural. They are culturally other. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because for so long, it's, at least for me, maybe, and I think maybe you felt this, especially looking through your different videos on YouTube as well. It's felt like Christianity strives to be an exclusive religion. Hmm, and it yeah. and it's really weird because no one would ever admit that. Am I right? Like, no, like, yeah, although there's yeah. a feeling of it and maybe even an experience of it, not what, 99% of Christians would be like, no, no, no. It's about <laughs> inclusion. Sure, sure. Yet, if you read this passage just in a Christian mind, in a very con- like, traditional Christian mind, we're like, why is he giving away the Christian blessings to pagans? Yeah. Like, why do they Why do they get my blessing? Aren't I a part of the remnant? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And I, and I think to me, like a point that comes out is that God is looking to bless people. Mm. Like he is not actively trying to figure out whether or not you've lived up to a standard so that he can bless you or not bless you. Like, he is seeking to bless his children, which are human beings. He's, he's looking for any excuse to give you a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I see echoes of like post-resurrection where <laughs> Gentiles are being grafted in. Uh-uh. I, I don't know if this is the intended uh, purpose of this narrative, but like I can't help but think like here are some people who are technically outside of the lineage, but they are receiving the blessing because of what the son has done. Yeah, yeah, it's because almost of what like Joseph God doesn't done. change. It's almost like <laughs> the whole Bible is communicating one yeah. massive story of God's love for all people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost like the same God that told them to bring in the Gentiles was doing it the whole time. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you've seen, uh, uh, this is maybe a little bit off topic, I don't know if you've seen Parks and Rec where Andy... Uh, Andy goes in and fakes being a beginner at the guitar, and then he comes out and he's like, I was a rock star the whole time. <laughs> and it's almost like we think God in the Old Testament was this kind of like mean guy, and then he figures it out later, but he really comes mm. out in Jesus. He's like, just kidding, guys. I was loving and wanted to bring them in the whole time. You guys were just stopping them. And we see we see echoes of that throughout the yeah. whole Old Testament, like Rahab oh. and all the homies like joining in different ways. And like, yeah, it seems like it was always the, the goal, the plan. We, we've seen it several times in this book specifically. I mean, think about yeah. Pharaoh or Abimelech, these, you know, outside of the family lineage, pagan, you know, I think is the appropriate term in these moments. Mm-hmm. Like they're hearing God intimately, like in their mm-hmm. inward parts, they are listening to God's voice as God is directing them and steering them. And they're responsive in a positive manner. So it's it's very clear that God cares about all these other people. It's not as mm-hmm. though that he's just caring about his own club, his own kids, but he's his intention has been to graft people in the entire time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm getting this picture of God, which I like, is just like this like beautiful being who just wants to adopt everybody. 
Mm-hmm. Like he, there's just a bunch mm-hmm. of lost kids that really need like someone to take care of them, someone to love them and someone to value them. And he's just looking, he's just, he's like, do you, do you want me to be your dad? I'll be your dad. Let's go. <laughs> like, oh, you, t- you have a friend that wants to me to be there? 100%. Bring him in. And yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's a different way of looking at God versus like, do I need to go around and tell people that they're doing things wrong and there's a being out there and he's going to judge you if you don't stop? Or is it like, man, there's this father figure that I know really wants to take care of you and adopt you. Mm-hmm. And he's been looking for you for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- this story is told in a way that I think is meant to remind us of a previous story. Like mm-hmm. it's like the circle just being closed in on itself because the way that uh, this story is being told is like, that Jacob is kind of blind. Mm-hmm. Now there's two kids that are coming forward who are looking for a blessing. And it kind of mm-hmm. oddly reminds us of kind of Jacob's origin story. And I'm wondering yeah. what exactly is here? I mean, obviously the guy can't see. There's a there's a parallel there to Jacob's father. There's a blessing. That's a, that's a parallel. And then there's this kind of subversive, like the older one actually doesn't get the bigger blessing. The younger one gets the bigger blessing. And so there's kind of, I, I wonder, how it, was that God leading or was Jacob just like, hey, one last little jab at Esau? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know you're dead in your grave, but you'll read about this in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I I almost wonder, what's, what I'm thinking right now is, it's a retelling of Israel's story, or Jacob, Jacob Israel. Yeah, it's a yeah. retelling of Israel's story, but now without the without the deceptiveness and pain and hurt interesting where like yeah. i i wonder if at some level it's giving us a glimpse into this is what would have happened if you wouldn't have tried to deceive your way into the blessing like wow. you and esau would have been blessed and somebody would have been like wait you're supposed to bless esau more than jacob and then your father would have said no, God told me to bless Jacob more. So my right hand is on Jacob. And then mm. everyone would have been like, okay. And then you would have been fine. And I, yeah, I just wonder at some level if it's a retelling. And it's really cool too, because now it's Israel, it's Israel rather than Jacob interacting. That oh, there's why is like, that important? Because Jacob literally means the deceiver, which is what he lives out when he deceives oh. to get the blessing. But now it's Israel. The one who stands and struggles with God is the one hmm. doing the blessing. And hmm. so it's just, yeah, it's it's almost like his identity and destiny have been replaced so much so that he's led back into the same situation, although a different role in the situation. Sure. But now being with God rather than a deceiver, like everything is just fine and it's great and everyone's happy. Maybe him kind of reenacting this is a way for him to demonstrate trust in God's plan. For sure. In that like, huh, I didn't do it right but I trust like that God knew what he was doing. And so I'm going to kind of pass it forward in this way, maybe a little bit Hmm. where I'm going to subvert the expectation. I'm going to bless the younger one. Yeah. Yeah. The journey, the journey of Jacob is actually, I think it's so underrated. (laughs) Like we talk about Moses grew so much Abraham from one place, but like Jacob went from like, I'm going to steal everything because no one's providing (laughs) for me to being like, yeah, Whatever God says, I'm 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 pretty rested. I'm just resting in that. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because he absolutely has this like sign off where he's like, "God will be with you, I'll, yeah. and I will take you back to Cain in the land of your ancestors." But there's still like this like you like what, what's the phrase like? But he's just still rough around the edges. He's like, "But I'm going to mm-hmm. give you an extra portion of the land. 
the land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow. He's still like flexing <laughs> yeah. at the very end. He's like, God bless you and this amazing thing. But I killed these guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. God bless you, but don't forget how that blessing came. No, I'm just kidding. No, but it, that is wild. Yeah. It's cool. It's kind of cool. I like when uh, people's personalities kind of come out because sometimes we get a weird idea of like, when you become a Christian, you become strangely robotic and have no real individualistic thoughts. But he's like, nah, nah, nah. This is still something I want you to know about me. I'm a conqueror. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, you know, I was reading in the the cheat sheet, the book that we referred to uh, affectionately as the cheat sheet. And it was talking about how, like, this is an interesting passage because it shows kind of Jacob's character development. But at the end of the day, the blessing that happens for Ephraim and, and Manasseh is just not the point. Like, hmm. at least it's not the focal point of the narrative moving forward. In fact, the focal point of this whole narrative actually isn't even Joseph. Like Joseph's mm -hmm. story arc is important for Joseph and the narrative that it's telling. But as we move forward, the hero that emerges, the hero that we're going to see in the blessings in the next chapter that really comes to the, to the forefront is not Joseph. It's mm -hmm. not uh, uh, Ephraim. It's not Manasseh. Not it's Reuben. Judah. It's not even Reuben. Yeah. yeah, it's not Simeon. It's not any of these brothers, but Judah specifically. And so I just yeah. thought that was interesting how it's like all these stories matter. There's mm -hmm. uh, there's a conclusion in the story arc for so many people, and yet God's still like, and the best is yet to come. He's holding a, a a card up his sleeve, so to speak. Yeah, and it's I think it's helpful for me to remember that like even no matter what's going on in my story, like there is a greater story that's happening, mm. um, and that like I'm a part of. Yeah, one hundred percent. But there's yeah. a greater story of like what God is doing in this world, and sometimes I get really caught up in my own story, and I'm like, this is the story, and it's like, nah. It's important to God. God is 100% sure. focused on my story, mm. but he's also doing something with the whole of humanity. Like he's bringing about something way bigger than just me. This is a huge side tangent, but it reminds me of a book that I read that was quite pivotal. Did you ever read, um, what's the name? Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. Ooh, that's a fantastic book. Yeah, highly would recommend it. Like I read it years ago. So I'm actually, I, I'm curious how it would line up with the paradigm that I have right now. But it, it's a book that talks about like, how do you actually experience God for yourself? And it, and it largely from what I read, distilled down to one simple principle. And the principle was join God where he's already at work. That's mm. how you'll experience him. And given that idea through the lens of, you know, God has a larger plan. My plan, like my life is important. Yes, but he's doing something larger. And when I'm aware of the larger narrative and what God is actually doing on a metal level, and I join him in that, that's when I actually get to experience something really, really exciting. And it makes me think about the, the whole great commission. It's like one of the major things that God is doing right now is allowing the revelation of his character via the gospel of Jesus Christ to go all around the world. And one of the most beautiful and exciting ways that I get to have an experience with God is when I join him in that redemptive war. Hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think it's, it's a gift to be able to be a part of something that's purposeful like that. It really is, especially when we can do it without a sense of like need and mm -hmm. working, right? Uh, when when it's like, oh my goodness, I need to sell so many books. You and I know what that that experience. Is. You know, you know less than <laughs> less than me. Uh, but you and I know what that's like to be part of a ministry that measures all the success metrics and all the things that you need to do. And if you don't do enough of the thing, then you're not good enough. Kind of a feeling. 
that's a terrible place to be. It's not fun at all. Would not recommend. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we can do so with confidence that God has already done whatever, we're already valuable, we're free, like all all the things, right, that we, we, we know are important. From there, when we get to join God in his work, it's exciting mm. because it's no pressure. He's already doing it. It's all his job anyways, but I just get to join him for the ride. And how fun is it that we get to do that? Yeah, 100%. So anyways, this this is our, it's kind of sad. This is the last time on this season mm-hmm. of The Move that you and I will be having this conversation. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know that you, I'm, I'm not expecting anything any more deep or more profound than anything else you've ever said, but just, just <laughs> in the off chance, that there's something that for you has really stood out, something that you'd like to share with our, our, our listeners, our viewers, just as you could like, kind of like wrap up this chapter mm. of, of this season. Um, any, anything that you'd like to say to those of those who have been moving with us over the last almost 90 something episodes. Yeah. Um, well, first off, just thank you for listening. Um, it's been a it's been a really it's been a really big gift for me just to be able to study these scriptures with you, Justin, and also oh, right. knowing that it's helpful to some other people. Um, and something that's that's just been huge for me in Genesis as well as all scripture is that like God is a God who wants to be known, and that's why mm-hmm. he that's why he wrote down all of this stuff. Yes, to tell us about the Messiah. Yes, to tell us about all of these like theological points. But I would say almost more than anything, like he, he put the scriptures here for us to really get to know him because he wants to be known by you as an individual. Mm, yeah. And so I just want to encourage you as, as we leave from this place, maybe leave, leave this season of the move, um, just continue to open up scripture for the purpose of knowing him because that's, that's what he wants. He wants to be known by you and he wants to get to know you more and more. And so, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my deepest wish for each and every one of you and, and for myself as well. I love it. I love it. Very well said. Hey, uh, if any of you guys are ever in Maui, mm-hmm. hit up Pastor Ben. I'm sure you'd love to hang out with listeners of the move if they ever find themselves in in Maui. For um, sure. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that as we get to move forward, that the uh, the invisible walls of the internet start to come down in the sense that like I want to meet more and more of you guys in mm-hmm. person. It's funny because you know we lead uh, Bible studies throughout the week. We were, we're doing internet church and. I know so many people and I've been journeying with so many of these individuals for, for months, if not years. And yet the vast majority of them I've never met in person. And so yeah. one of those desires that I have is to be able to spend more time physically like face to face. Cause even, even you and me, Ben, I think what we've met in person, what twice once at yeah, Southern, I mean, like two, three times, something like that. Yeah. Once at Southern and once many. at pickleball, we met, to, we met at Southern. I spoke for Asian convocation oh, yeah, that one yeah. time. Remember? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, wait. And also that one time in the summer when I think you were visiting your fiance during uh, her summer camp. So maybe three times. Probably, That's all I've probably. met. But even then, yeah. I don't think we talked at that point in time. It feels like we've met many other times. It <laughs> That's does. weird. And That's yet, weird to think we've only met that many times. Right? We've literally met less than five times. Like weird. literally. I'm fairly confident that's accurate. And Very yet, weird. And yet we can have like just so, such an extended journey together anyways all that to say what, what, what am i rambling about i'm i'm rambling to express my desire to hang out with you ben more in person uh, sure. and listeners of the move as well i think that'd be super fun definitely definitely well we'll make it happen we'll make it happen all right ben thank you again for it all you've been fantastic yeah. i've learned a lot from you it's been a lot of fun uh and i'm looking forward to much more of this a lot of the same yeah man same see you guys later Peace out, bro.